Welcome to Mackie's World, the podcast. Yeah, that's Mackie. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is episode, what, four of Mackie's World? And today, I brought somebody with me. I'm not doing this alone for the first time. So, um, this guy is well known around Portland, Beaverton area. He cuts your favorite basketball players' hair. He also gives us hot takes with hoops. So, without further ado, my guy, Abdul the Barber. What's up, man? How you doing? Yo, what up, baby? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Uh, so, how's you and the fam doing during this quarantine? Man, it's uh, it's been rough. I mean, it's it's been fun. You know, family time is always good, but it's been rough, man. Having two kids gets restless, man. And, um, you know, but it's been good. We're trying to make the most of it. I feel you. I feel you on that. Uh, earlier, we were talking about you getting a dog. How's that going? It's tough. It's tough. Nobody want to give away no puppies right now, so <laughs> it's tough. We actually just went and uh, checked one out, but it didn't work out. You know, the dog bit my wife within the first five minutes, and that was Damn. a definite no for me. Yeah, that's not cool at all. Uh, what kind of dog was it? Uh, Kylie Terrier Mixed, something I never heard of. They yeah. said the dog was the most energetic dog you could get, so I said, I'm good with that. Yeah, I got no. kids. I don't need all that. Definitely. So, uh, right now, your kids are um, doing uh, online school. Is that right? Yes, sir. How's that going? It's going good. Um, I think, I actually think it's great, you know, how uh, schools are staying on top of it, having a schedule, making sure kids are still intact with school. Because, I mean, growing up, I know for sure we did not have that. We missed a day. We missed a day, you know? Definitely. So, so I think it's great. It's great. Do you think um, going forward they'll incorporate like online schooling more often for you know kids in elementary or like once COVID's over this is just done? Uh, man, I actually just had this topic today. Uh, I think it's done because as as great as it may be right now, I don't think it's it's good for kids, yeah. especially in elementary school Definitely. because you know I mean re- remembering how I was face to face was always better than you know, being at home or doing the work, you know, without the help or whatever. But no, I think this is it after this. It's back, you know, back to school. Yeah, I feel you on that. I ain't got kids right now, but I can only imagine seeing them all day. And then you got help them out with their math homework, you know, play with them during recess and all that. I imagine it's very stressful. So I definitely commend you and the missus for that. That's dope. I appreciate that, man. (laughs) Uh, uh, What I want to say is (laughs) I forgot. How hard school was. Anything past fifth grade, I'm struggling. <laughs> Man, I Man. bet the math problems was no jokes. I definitely feel you on that. Facts, facts. So uh, let's get into it, man. Uh, let's kind of start off with, um, I guess, from you cutting hair up until, I guess, like, no, how you started with cutting hair. I feel like most people don't know your story. It's like we see all the dope Instagram <laughs> posts, but I want to talk to Abdul the person, not Abdul the barber right now, so... Um, before mm-hmm. we got on, you were saying you're not even from the States. You're from uh, Lebanon, correct? Yes, sir. From Lebanon, Beirut, Middle East. When did you come over to the States? Uh, we moved out here in 2001. I was uh, 10 years old. My my whole family's actually been out here for 50 plus years. Damn, okay. But my mom, she just, yeah, she just stuck to her roots. So she held me back over there until I was 10. And then it was just kind of time for her to move out here. She wanted to be closer to family. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
Um, so when yeah. you got to the States, were you into basketball or like you just started liking basketball once you moved over here? I was not. Um, it was, uh, it's, it's actually funny. When I moved to the States, I barely knew what basketball was because, uh, back home, it's all about soccer. Soccer. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So if it wasn't soccer, it wasn't, you know, really anything. That's what's up. So you get to the States, you're about what, 10 years old. Uh, when did you first pick up a basketball? Were you like, was it like right away or was it like a couple of years later? Uh, man, I'd probably say when I was 13 and, um, that all happened because, you know, coming to the States, soccer is not as big as what it is all over the world, you know? Definitely. And, um, I just remember in middle school, man, like it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up to say, but you know, kids would laugh at you like, Oh, you play soccer. Like that's not a sport in America. You know, it's like, it was either basketball or football. So I'm like, well, you know what? Let me try out, uh, basketball. Cause I didn't see the whole point of getting hit for fun. You know, I didn't want to try no football. So <laughs> not feel you on that. So, not feel you on that. Yeah, man. So picked up a basketball and, you know, a few years later, now I'm playing in high school and it was cool, man. But it's crazy. Basketball opened up so many doors for me, you know, to making friends and just learning about the culture mm-hmm. in America and just all that, man. So basketball changed my life, you know. That's what's up, because yeah, around that time was that 2001-ish, you know, you got Allen Iverson, you got T-Mac, you got a young Kobe, so that's like the glory days of our generation growing up, watching them play. Um, who was your favorite player? Um, Allen Iverson. Man, fun fact, I got my first tattoo at the age of 14. Um, I wanted to be like AI so bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. stop there, stop there. You got tattooed at 14? <laughs> yes, sir. At 14 years old, my first tattoo. Um, my mom did not know about it until I got it. So, <laughs> you know, you know that, that wasn't fun. That wasn't fun telling her. But I had to, man. Anything to be like AI. Bro, 14, that's crazy. I got my first tattoo and I was like 16, 17. Of course, it was a, ha- a house tat, And my mom mm-hmm. was on my head. My dad was like, man, he's fine. He's fine. He's, he's 17 now. <laughs> But, man, I can't imagine telling my mom I got tatted at 14. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Shoot, I didn't even tell her. She found out at my basketball game. I took off my warm-up and, <laughs> she seen it. You know what I mean? So, that was kind of crazy. That was a fun ride home. So, man. Yeah. Oh, man, that is insane. That's a, that's a, that's a good story. <laughs> um, right, so, right. so um, in high school, you mentioned you was, you was playing basketball. So when did you first pick up the Clippers, though? Like, tell me about that story. How did that happen? Uh man. So that was actually random. It was um one day I was at one of my buddies' house, and um his hair was getting long, and I just remember his mom just kind of getting on his ass like, "Yo, you need to hit the shop. You need to hit the shop. You need to get a haircut." He would take her money, not get a haircut, and she just kind of, <laughs> you know, she just kind of started getting sick of that. So she's like, "You know what, like." Why don't you just have Abdul cut your hair right here? Like, I got clippers, just have him do it. He looked at her and said, Mom, you're crazy. Like, I'm not about to have Abdul cut my hair. And I, <laughs> mind you, I ain't never picked up a pair of clippers before in my life. Yeah. But then eventually he was like, you know what? Like, why not? I'd rather have you cut it than go spend the money my mom gave me. So I did his haircut. You know, I acted like it was drawing. It turned yeah. out all right. Next day at school, everybody started complimenting his haircut. And it was just like, you know. Boom, from there on, like, Abdul, can you cut me up? Abdul, can you do this? Abdul, can you do that? That's dope. Next thing you know, I just, you know, fell in love with it. So it was right away your first haircut, you were already good. You mentioned it was like drawing. Did like a drawing <clears throat> skill, or you just kind of envisioned, like, okay, I'm about to draw something 
and but it's uh, also my just, just kind of build it. I just kind of like I don't know, man. I always just been kind of creative, and I just kind of like visualized it, and I see like, okay, well, what would I want, you know? Yeah. And I did it. And mind you, at the time back in like. 2008, 2009, really in high school, nobody was really into the phase, into the lineups, yeah. at least the school I was at. So it didn't matter how good or how bad it looked, whatever I did was better than going to a sports clips or a great clips or oh, whatever, man. you know? So, yeah, so I know you know. <laughs> uh, bro, I remember one time my mom took me and my brothers to, I think it was great clips. Bro, I had the mm-hmm. worst hairline ever. And that next day at school, I was literally getting roasted all day. I was sick. Mm-hmm. Never again go back there. So definitely got no, some never. horror stories from them. <laughs> 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 but that's crazy. After the first haircut, like you just kind of took off. Um, mm-hmm. So was the clientele just like, you know, people at your school at first? Or like, how did your <clears throat> name grow into what it is now? So it was just people at my school and, you know, I wasn't doing it as a job. I was just kind of doing it for fun, just like anybody else in school. Yeah. And then um, one day I was I was actually working at Big Town Hero at the time. Um, I just wasn't getting enough hours. And then I was just like, man, I need to make some money. Like, I need a hustle or something. Definitely. I'm, and I just remember my mom just, you know, why don't you just charge for haircuts? You're already doing it. So I was like, all right, like, I guess what's $5, you know? So I started charging $5. And actually, when I started charging $5, that's when I started getting more people to come in because they were like, okay, well, if he's charging, he's got to be good, you mm, know? Yeah, definitely. When it, when it was free, it was just like, oh, he's just whatever, like he's whatever. And then, boom, you know, $5 here, $5 there, started saving my money, bought brand new clippers, mm-hmm. you know, up the price to $7, and it just kept, it kind of kept going up, you know, every couple months I would boost it up like a dollar or so. And then um, next thing you know, you know, like I'm in school for it. And then uh, right after, yeah, right after school, we just everything just blew up from there, you know. And then I just started meeting the right people, and that's when everything started happening for me. You know, I started building connections with people, and I was treating every client more like a friend rather than a client, mm-hmm. and that helped me down the road, you know. That's but, what's um, up. <clears throat> Go ahead. No, but yeah, I was just going to say, like, I mean, I didn't really get my name until I did my first NBA athlete, and that was just all random, you know? I remember um, one of my buddies, Casey, he came into the shop. He had just moved from L.A. to Oregon. I think he's been in the city for about a year at this time. Yeah. And, and I remember him coming in telling me, like, he's been bouncing around from barber to barber. I was like, oh, okay, well, you came to the right spot, man. At this time, I'm in the shop. I'm I'm fresh in the barbershop. I just got done with school. I'm yeah. in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting my life together. Um, I remember him coming in and just telling me about all the bad experiences he had. And I was like, okay, well, you came to the right place. So, you know, I made sure to take my time, make sure I got him right. You know, mm-hmm. he's coming from California, so he's got expectations. And, you know, like I was kind of getting the vibe, like he was just a little nervous. Like, you know, so I had to make sure it was just right. Yeah. And that was that, you know, I got done with the haircut. He told me he liked it. Now, I didn't know who he was at the time, and I didn't know who he was friends with. I was just kind of treating him just like anybody else. Absolutely, that makes sense. Uh, Yes, so then about uh, a couple hours later, I get a text from him. I'm thinking I did something wrong. You know, I seen his name (laughs) pop up, so I'm thinking I did something wrong. So there he goes. uh, Right, you know, so, so I'm just like, okay, let's see what he's talking about. I open my text, and he's like, 
bro, you free tonight for a house call. Now, mind you, I've never done a house call at this time. So I'm like, a house call? Like, what do you mean? You know, mm-hmm. house calls aren't as big then as they are now. And what year so is this goes, for, the, for the house call? This was back, I want to say, in 2014. Okay, 2014. 2014, okay. yeah. I mean, social media was around, you know, but Instagram wasn't as big as what Instagram is now. So Absolutely. I didn't totally. really understand the meaning of a house call. So then he goes, oh, well, uh, my friend saw my haircut and he really liked it and he wants you to come cut his hair. So I'm like, okay, you know, I didn't ask who his friend was. I'm just like, okay, you know, maybe I can make that happen, but I'm going to have to charge more if I'm going to have to come to you. He said, oh, it's no problem. He's not worried. So I'm like, okay. So he goes, how much you charge? I said, 100. He said, perfect. Came by the house. Turned out it was Alan Crabb. Um, Alan Crabb, you know, been in the league for, I want to say about six seasons now. Played for the Blazers, yep. mm-hmm. Brooklyn, Atlanta. Um, got to his house. Gave him a lineup. I said, you sure you don't want to hear He said, no, I'm good with a lineup. You know, you could tell he was nervous. Never cut his hair before. I was nervous. I've never cut an athlete like that before. Yeah. Gave him a lineup. I was in and out 20 minutes. Cool. That was that. A couple of days later, he hits me up. Hey, bro, can you come back to the house and cut me up? So I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, if he hit me up a couple of days later, that means he must have liked the lineup. Yeah, you killed it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. So I get there. That's another $100. Now I'm getting my taste of $100 a haircut. Like, I've never had that before, you know? Yeah. So then I made sure, you know, take my time, make them look fresh, you know, all of that. Next thing you know, became weekly and then refer me to people. Next thing you know, my name is out there. Now I'm getting all these athletes texting me left or right. And I'm just, man, I'm enjoying the ride. Like it was, it was dope. Like mm-hmm. it just all kind of happened, you know, just from my man Casey coming in and telling me about his experiences and me trying to make it, you know, yeah, for, for him to keep wanting to come back. And then boom, like now I'm in this position, you know? So it's like, you never know who's in your chair because you never understand, you know, what kind of opportunities could come from each person. Definitely. So that's why, you know, I say treat each client the same and show them respect, you know? Yeah. And I think the best part about that story is it was organic, you know? It wasn't forced because because nowadays you see a lot of forced relationships, a lot of people just trying to force themselves upon people. And for that, for, for even Casey to really just, like, trust you to cut his hair after all those bad experiences, and then him to refer you to somebody that, you know, you've never cut, come to, come to find out it's an NBA player, I think that's mm-hmm. super dope. And that's, like, the best part of that situation to me. And I know that you and um, Alan and Casey are still close, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good buddies of mine, man. Six years going. That's what's up. And that's literally just off a, a haircut. That's, that's super dope. And you can build, you know, lifelong friends like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you cut Alan's hair, you know, pretty consistent. You guys are hanging out, I'm assuming, outside of that, mm-hmm. right? Yes, sir. That's what's up. So, um, who's like some other players that Alan referred you to? Um, I mean, it first started with players on the team. So, the first player I ever did after Alan was uh, Darrell Wright. Okay. And yeah. um, that, to me, was actually kind of dope that was that was amazing because i'm i'm actually a he fit yeah mm-hmm. and um Darrell came in during the same time as Dwayne wade so when i got referred to Darrell, man it was just it was dope because i couldn't wait to just ask about like you know the culture of miami and Dwayne wade and all that so that that was like wow you know what i mean yeah and um and then it went from Darrell to you know just whoever else on 
I, you know, I, I mean, it was just kind of like all over the place. After him, you know, just kind of Evan Turner, and then Evan Turner would send me to Iguodala, Andre Iguodala, yep. and then, um, you know, started getting the younger guys in, like Anthony Simons. Um, you know, just, I mean, the list goes on, and now, like, some of my names, like Carmelo Anthony, Son Whiteside. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it started with one player, and just kind of, you know, a domino effect. Like, I can't tell you the order, but it just kind of started <laughs> happening, you know? Definitely. I am curious, though, like, when you are cutting these players' hair or just people in general, um, you know, in a way, when I got my hair cut, I'm bald now, so I don't get haircuts no more. So I miss, <laughs> <laughs> I miss like, going to the barber and, like, in a way, you're kind of like the therapist because you get so many different people telling you so much stuff and just opening up. Like, what are those conversations like when you are cutting somebody like Jarrell Ryder or Carmelo Anthony? <clears throat> um, Well, you it actually used to be nerve-wracking because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to sound stupid while I'm cutting their hair because, Definitely. you know, cutting their hair is one thing, but the relationship is the most important part to me because Absolutely. if you don't have a relationship with the athlete, you know, or whatever client is in your chair, not you really work. don't have a No, you don't have a client because in order for somebody to be comfortable with you, you have to be comfortable with them. You have to allow them to be who they are. You have to be yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um... I know too many barbers that, you know, they cut an athlete and bam, you know, they automatically start using it as a, you know, marketing. And mm-hmm. it's almost as, as, as being a groupie, you know, is how I see it. But to me, you got to treat them as regular people, man. Like, like it's, it's, it's nerve wracking, but it's, it's cool. Like the yeah. conversation is, it's, it's organic. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, one thing I learned is never talk about their job, you know? They are who they are, and they know who they are. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. And talk about they work. You know, like I'm sure you don't want to go. You know, to hang out with a friend and talk about work the whole time. You know what I mean? Absolutely you gotta not. find. Yeah. yeah, you gotta find like a borderline where it's just like, okay, this is what I can talk to them about. This is what I can't. This is how I approach this, or I allow them to approach that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just. I mean. It's, it's different with each client. You just kind of have to read each client. Definitely. And then that's how you base the conversation. Because I would say, what, Melo came in in 03 with D-Wade and Braun. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I looked up to Melo. Melo was, like, an amazing basketball player. So ha- oh, how do you sure. find that balance of, like, not talking about those Denver days, but also, like, being his barber? Like, how do you find that balance with him in particular? Um... I'll be honest with you. At first, I, I, I was a big fan, you know, like, <laughs> I let him know that from the jump because I, you know, the first time I got the text from Mello, like, yo, this Mello, I was, I was jumping, man. Like, I was going crazy. I asked my wife, like, she was, she was excited for me, you know what I mean? Because like, like you said, I, I, I grew up on Mello, Ron, D-Way, like, you know, like, that's who we, that's who we watched growing up. But I mean, I don't know, like, you know, I, I have my questions, mm-hmm. but being a fan, you feel like you know everything. So you don't want to about that player, you know? So you feel like you don't want to bring up, you know, their career. But it's sense. almost like like you compliment things about them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. oh, man, like, you know, we could be in a conversation and I could be like, oh, I remember when you did that then, you know what I mean? Like it be like the conversation is kind of like that, you know. I just kind of let it flow. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't approach it as in like, oh, tell me 
you know, how this was or how that was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, come on now. Like, we know about them. We watched them growing <laughs> up. Definitely. You know? Now, I am I am curious about that. I kind of flip this around on, on them. What kind of yeah. questions are they asking you, like, when they're sitting down in the chair again, Erica? Because I feel like those conversations have to go two ways rather than you talk to them. You know, I feel like they have to talk to you as well, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the number one topic is always family, uh, especially to me, family is important. So that's always the go-to topic, especially, you know, when, when, it, when it comes to me doing a player like Melo, who's been around the league for, for you know, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had, had his wife, has kids, whatever. That's usually the conversation that they always bring. Uh, I, I mean, and I love them there because anytime I get a chance to talk about my family, I'm going to. You know, I'm proud of my kids, proud of my wife. So usually that's the topic we go to. Um, and then another topic is like, what's what's there to do around here? You know, we are in Oregon. <laughs> so, so that's another topic. Um, usually that doesn't last too long, but because but yeah. yeah you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like Portland is like it's like a short list of like stuff you could really do. I mean, I don't know much NBA players fishing besides like Paul George and whatnot. But Oregon is good mm-hmm. fishing. There's good skiing, but are they gonna do that? Do they have time to do that? The answer is probably yeah. no. You know, and the nightlife here is probably not the best either, as we both know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, mm-hmm. I, I imagine that conversation is super quick. Yeah, it's super quick. Usually it turns into food right away. Yeah, you know, start recommending food places. That's usually how it goes. Definitely. And I love to eat, so I'm always looking forward to talking about that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And um, so another thing I also want to bring up, too, is uh, is Paul George, because I saw you cut his hair as well. How was that? Ah, uh, man, that was incredible. Um, Paul George is probably one of the most down-to-earth humble dudes I've ever met. And um, speaking of fishing, you know, like, that was the topic we got on because he's a big fisherman and uh, a big 2K player. Mm-hmm. So conversations with him was just mellow, bro. It just flowed. It was super organic. It was, it was, it was awesome, man. Don't dude. I think one of the most underrated guys in the league for sure. Definitely, definitely. Now, um, I kind of want to transition a little bit to, um, I guess, you know, the NBA as a whole. So, you know, there is – you know, that COVID situation going on, you know, mm-hmm. as we established earlier, we are both big time NBA fans. Who do you think was going to win the finals this year? Oh, Miami. Miami for sure. No, let's but... be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know, that's always going to be my answer. But realistically, <laughs> man, I don't see anybody stopping the Lakers, man. LeBron was on a mission this year. And if they stay healthy, AD and Bron, man, I don't see anybody stopping them. I'll argue that all day. To Nobody be honest, yeah, to be honest with you, I was gonna say Lakers are bust because LeBron's in what year seventeen, and he looks like he's in year nine. He just yeah, he just head and shoulders above everybody. Like mm-hmm. um, I'm like we're both watching that the Last Dance documentary, and you can tell mm-hmm. Jordan was head and shoulders above everybody else, and I feel like LeBron is in that same breath as well. He just head and shoulders above everybody. There's no true mm-hmm. competition sometimes. You know, this. I think I honestly think this is the first year I've ever seen LeBron really want it as bad as he does. Definitely. Um, and it kind of sucks that this whole, you know, COVID thing is happening because you could tell it's frustrating him from some of the comments he's made over Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. Um, he's hungry, man. This, this, is, this is his year. I mean, if you're not watching LeBron this year, you're missing out on great basketball. You know, this... 
this is something we're going to be talking about 10, 15 years down the road, you know? Absolutely. Um, so, man, the Lakers are phenomenal, man. Yeah, I don't think we've ever seen in an NBA season a long break like this and then potentially coming back to play basketball without any fans. Are you going to tune mm-hmm. into watching games with no fans? I know I am. Uh, if you're a basketball fan, and you will for sure. I don't see why you wouldn't. I don't see why you wouldn't, man. Fans or no fans, it's the game that you're watching. You're not watching for the fans, you know? Definitely. Do you think it's a disadvantage for players at all not having fans in the stands? Like, say you're in a, say you're playing a home game in the Moda Center mm-hmm. and you don't have your Moda Center fans behind you. Do you think mm-hmm. it's like fair play and, um, I guess, home court advantage is non-existent? Um, I, it, see, that's, that's hard, man. That's, that's hard because we've never seen the game be played without fans. True. So it's so it's, it's kind of hard to to get on that. I I don't see it being a problem. At the end of the day, these are professionals, man. They're gonna go out there and ball their ass off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I don't see it being a problem, but I can see how it can affect certain situations in a game. You know, fourth quarter, down by two. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have your crowd behind you. Like that that can be tough, but I don't see it really affecting players as much as people think it would mm-hmm. but yeah. then again we've yeah. never seen it so yeah I agree um just because you know say a team is even down 10 you know basketball is a game of runs and sometimes mm-hmm. you need your fans to like you know rally behind you so you, you're down 10 you know you're in motor center and you want your crowd to rally around you and you don't have that so you're just relying on the guys on that bench to you know bring that energy for you like as an NBA player, I've, I've clearly we're not that. So we're only, we're speaking from just a clearly a fan's perspective, and someone mm-hmm. that's like watching the game. But um, you know, I think that they'll be able to play just fine. They'll be able to find that competitive edge because at the end of the day, you're in the NBA. You play for one thing, which is a championship. So guys like LeBron, Kawhi, PG, even AD, they know what's at stake, and I can't mm-hmm. see them. You know. Oh, the fans weren't there, so I didn't play well. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be any excuses when it comes down to it at the end of the day. You know, I don't know. I feel like it can be. In today's game, I feel like players love to use excuses. So <laughs> it, it, it can be. I mean, I want I wouldn't blame them because, like I said, we've never seen it happen. So not unless we're in that situation. I Man, I couldn't tell you, you know, some players do feed off the energy of others, so. That is very true. That's very true. You know. So we mainly been focused on um, the Western Conference. You touched on Miami winning the championship, which we both know is unrealistic. <laughs> so let's move uh, on. Man, let's move I on don't to know. the East. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean let, let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Miami's beaten Milwaukee what uh, twice this season, and I think Milwaukee's beaten us uh, once. That sounds if you about watch right. Miami, yeah. If you watch Miami play this year, man. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, D-Wade's gone. It's anybody's team. You got a player like Jimmy there who's just changing the culture, man, just turning it into a winning culture. And, I mean, we can talk about the East. The East, to me, is a toss-up, man. Toronto's looking great. Boston's mm-hmm. looking great. I mean, it could go any way. I mean, you can't knock out Miami right now, dude. To be, honest, <laughs> to be honest, I am downplaying how good Miami actually is. Um to me, Milwaukee's not the biggest threat in the East. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Boston. Um, 
adding Kimball Walker to that already young core, and you got Gordon Hayward healthy. Um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are playing on another level right now. And Jason Tatum, that boy's the truth. That boy is nice. That boy is nice. And to be honest with you, I do think Jalen Brown was robbed out of the All-Star. Um, I think both of them should have got the, the All-Star nod. But that's another topic. But yeah, Jason yeah, I mean, Tatum. We, we can say the same thing about Bradley Beal in the East, you know, getting robbed. That is true. That is true. I mean, for me, I do like like '90s and early 2000 NBA All Star because they don't go based off the person's name; they go based off their team's winning in in numbers, you know. But winning yeah. adds more weight rather than somebody's numbers. So Brad Beal missing the All Star. I'm not upset about that. You know, they have like one of the worst mm-hmm. records in the NBA. Now, mm-hmm. Trey Young starting in the All-Star game, I did not like that. You have the second worst record in the East, if I'm not mistaken, at the time. There's no way yeah. you should be starting, just to be honest. Yes, you make the team, but starter, you have to reward winning. And the NBA is mm-hmm. not doing that right now. I agree. I agree with you for sure. Um yeah, I get it, man, but it's it's tough. That's that's a that's a tough conversation to get on because the All Star game to me is just it's all about excitement. It's who can give the best show. True. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And at the end of the day, the starting five is picked by the fans, and the fans want to see Trey Young, man. I can't knock him out for that. That's I true. agree with you based off you know winning and all that, but as a fan. I would, I'd rather see Trey Young as a starter than Kimba now. That's not taking anything away from Kimba. Kimba Absolutely I'm not. Absolutely I'm, not. I'm, I'm starting the team today. I'm taking Kimba. But if I want excitement, come on. You know who I'm going with. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Trey Young is way more flashy than Kimba. But, I mean, Kimba's game is – he'll definitely rock you. He'll cross you. But, yeah, to your point, you know, if he had to choose who who's more watchable – Definitely Trey Young, you know, Ice Trey, you know, I mean, you can't argue mm-hmm. that at all. No, not at all. So, um, who would have been the finals matchup? So, you got the Lakers out the West. Um, who from the East, you said Miami or? Man, um, honestly, I would have to go with Boston. Same. Boston was starting to click, man, and they were looking scary. And the fact that they're just so young and then added the. Addition to Kimba, just that veteran leadership to help the young guys out, man. Like, man, that team, that team is gonna be good for years to come, man. Absolutely, I can't, I can't knock them out. So, say it was Lakers, Boston, uh, Lakers in five, or Lakers in the sweep. What do you think? Well, let's uh, is, is is the Lakers healthy? Lakers healthy, Boston's healthy. But remember, Boston doesn't really have a big. They don't have anybody to guard AD, so. I'm saying to be generous, LA in five. Uh, I don't know. I think Boston can get a couple in Boston. I mean, that's tough to play at the Garden, man. Absolutely. It's tough. They I mean, and let's say let's say they have a crowd at this time, man. It's, that crowd's gonna back them up. Boston, that Boston crowd is crazy, man. Yeah. You remember that time when Isaiah Thomas was there, man? That that gym was jumping. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas had had the Celtics very, very lit. Man, it sucks oh, what happened sure. to him with his, his hip injury. And then, man, just so many just injuries for him kind of just derailed his career at this point. I hope he can bounce back and, and show what um, he has. I know he, I know he has more left in the tank for sure. Yeah, for sure. I wish him 
with the best friend, man. Yeah, that's that's an exciting. I mean, he's doing it for us little guys, you know. He's doing something <laughs> we gonna do. Absolutely, that's real. <laughs> shout that out to him. Yeah, shout out to him. But yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it's, I take the Lakers in six. I give Boston two at home. I don't see why they couldn't get two. I that's get true. they don't have a big, but man, that young core is incredible. Definitely. So um, I think we could both probably agree LeBron would have been Finals MVP. I don't know, man. Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis is on a tear right now too. So I don't know. I mean, you know, we you, there's two LeBrons. You know, we get the killer instinct LeBron, and then we get the LeBron that might want to show up. You know, so <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. AD, ADs, AD. He, I don't know. He's trying to make a name for himself right now, too. So I, true. I'd probably give it to him. Yeah. Because, I mean, as of right now, AD hasn't really been on a winning team. And I think it has to do a lot of um, New Orleans' um, organization. But now, mm-hmm. with him in a winning environment and with the Lakers and LeBron, he's thriving. He, he looked super good before this COVID happened. So you, you might have been right. AD might have stole the, uh, the, MV, the finals MVP from uh, Braun. Mm-hmm. But regular season um, MVP, who do you think would have got that? <sighs> Such a distant memory. <laughs> yeah, dig in the archives. <laughs> right. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Giannis, man. Um, Giannis, man, they don't make him like Giannis. Giannis Over Harden. I mean, Harden, Harden is a phenomenal player, man, but. I don't know, man. I just, I look at it like this. If I don't want to play on the team with you, you're not an MVP. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. Like, he's a, he's, he's a fun player to watch. He's incredible to watch. But would I want to play on his team? Absolutely not. Be honest, yes. You know? And then it's like, how often do we get to see a seven-footer run the floor like that and just play as tough as he does? You know what I'm saying? We don't see that often no more. Like, the, the only other seven-footer I can think of that can move like that is KD. You know, so yeah, I don't know. yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean you give imagine Giannis if Giannis a jump shot. Had, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say you give Giannis a jump shot. He's the best player in the world. You literally said the exact same thing I was gonna say. Yeah, if Giannis could shoot, man, it's scary for the NBA. It's it's already scary right now. But just imagine Giannis right. with the jump shot. I don't right. think anybody would be able to guard him. Like that's the definition of unguardable, for sure. Yeah, I agree. So, um, <laughs> so um, we we touched on the NBA, which was awesome. Touched on you know you and your in your barber journey. What's next for you in your barber journey? Um, if there's two people you could cut, um, who would it be? <sighs> two people, man, and um, the one would definitely be Chris Brown. Um, why, why Chris Brown? That's an interesting choice. Man, I envy him. I wanted to be him growing up. He had all the girls, man. <laughs> I mean, Chris, Chris Brown would be cool to be, man. And then um, two. Ooh, that's a tough one, man. I don't Anybody. know, man. I'd, I'd, honestly, Bo, I'd, I'd want to say Jay-Z. And and I say that because I'm I'm looking at it from a business standpoint. Absolutely. Like, Soak up some free game from him. You know what I mean? Like the way that man moves, it's it's man, it's it's like I wanna be that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like this this man's a billionaire and you don't hear nothing about him. He don't care about no chains, he don't care about like no fancy 
cars, posting no fancy pictures, traveling, all that. Like, he just worried about himself and like, that's kind of how I look at myself. And I'm just like, man, I, I, I want to I pick up game from him. Like, just that little bit of knowledge would be dope, you know, Definitely. just to be able to meet somebody like that. Definitely. And just pick up game from that. So you said two uh, musicians. So, like, what are you listening to right now, now that we have all this time in our hands with, with COVID? Ah, uh, man, I'm still stuck in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't listening to nothing brand new, man. Ain't nothing out now relates to my life. <laughs> I feel that. I actually remember you saying that um, at, at one of the homies' houses. So, hey, I, I can't yeah. knock that. I cannot knock that at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't do drugs. I don't, I don't party like that. Mm-hmm. I'm married. I got kids, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Dad's status, I ain't for real. Really. You, know, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> that's what I'm on, man. So, when you give me anything on and man, I'm I'm all up for it, man. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I know you say you don't listen to too many new artists, but any new artists you listen to that's like R&B? Um... I'd, I'd probably go with LMA, man. LMA, LMA, uh, her of last course. album made my top four albums all time. It's just a story she tells in her music, man, and like her sound and her vibe and her style and everything about her is just is dope. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It gives you a little bit of the new school and the old school. And, you know, I love her. My wife loves her. My kids love her. And the fact that we can all listen to one artist to me is it's just dope. That's so dope. I mess with Ella, man. That's dope. Yeah, Ella's dope. dope. Amen. Um, as we wrap up this, I want to say thank you for taking the time out to sit with me, talk to me. It would have been nice always, to do face to face, but you know we have to do um, little FaceTime audio. So I, I definitely appreciate that. You know, and I must say, I definitely um, admire you and your family. I think it's dope how you and your wife are super close. You got the kids, man. That's super awesome. So um, once I get married, I definitely want to um, take what y'all have and mix it into my relationship. So man. Uh, that's awesome, bro. Keep it up, for real. Hey, I really appreciate you, bro. And, I, hey, I applaud you for everything you're doing right now, bro. I'm happy for you. I'm, I am I want nothing but the best for you with this podcast, bro. Thanks. This I appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that. Hey, man, I appreciate that. So, um, as of right now, we wrap up episode four. Again, my guest, Abdul the Barber. You can find him on Instagram at Abdul the Barber. Man, keep grinding. Keep cutting hair. Uh, keep uh, taking care of the fam. Good luck on those math, uh, those math questions with the kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, bro. That's a wrap. Welcome to Mackie's world. Let's get it.